Sunday, June 4th. You are listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. In the last 12 hours, the hottest temperature reached in the world was 126 degrees Fahrenheit in Shushtar, Iran. Can you believe it? 126 in Shushtar, Iran. Now we're just going to listen to hear what it was in Russia. This information comes from AccuWeather. This is Sunday, June 4th, and then we're going to uh, have a the episode, which will probably be updated. It's probably a little bit of a rough draft, but good enough for now, and uh, I hope everyone enjoys. In the last 12 hours, the hottest temperature reached in Russia was 98 degrees Fahrenheit, in Kurgan. So 98 degrees in Kurgan, Russia today, and you should know it was 101 degrees there yesterday. We're going to speak a little bit about the episode in this episode to see what the official temperatures were, which were taken 100 and some miles north at the airport. And we're talking about, this is about 60 degrees north latitude. This is really amazing stuff. There's just so much to say. We'll just start off saying either AccuWeather's weather stations have gone bonkers or there's something really wild going on in Iran once again. We're dealing right now, this is June 2023. We had something similar that happened last summer. So you look at the high temperature. This comes from the AccuWeather weather stations. These are, you know, if you look at the official stations from airports, I can't seem to find where they are. But the one you can get Accu the easiest way to get the Accu weather highs is actually through Alexa. So you ask Alexa, this is how you have to do it. You have to say what was the warmest temperature today in the world. Say something like that. First, so it has to be past tense. It has to be what was the warmest temperature today, and it also has to be the word warmest, not the word hottest. That's what I found. Uh, otherwise, it's going to keep going to the hottest temperature ever in the world. So you end up with these temperatures, which are mind-boggling, and then you have to look it up to see whether it's actually accurate. So we went through this last summer, and it's the same city. This The city is Shuster, Iran, or Shuster, Iran. So last summer, we had a day, and where the temperatures were registering at 136 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's what it got registered. Then if you look at it a week later, the numbers got changed. I guess they investigated the thermometer or whatever they did, and AccuWeather, whoever's responsible for this, lowered the temperatures. They realized it never actually did get up to 136. But either way, it did get into the 120s last year. So... 
here we have once again, it's not 136, but it says today, this is absolutely amazing, the hottest temperature in the world. If you ask Alexa, this is coming from AccuWeather, that's where she gets her information from. The hottest temperature in the world today was 126 degrees, and that occurred in Shastar, Iran. The question is, did it actually happen or did it not happen? So it's very hard to find the official weather information in regards to this. The closest airport, I remember when I looked into it a year ago, is 50 miles away, 5-0. And usually official temperatures are taken at airports. So, and I remember the last year the airport was never anything close to this. It was about 20 degrees cooler. So we have 126 degrees. Here's the thing that makes it believable, is that if you look at the AccuWeather forecast for the city, it actually has a continuation, especially for next week. It has this type of heat that's forecast to overspread the city. So that's saying that it's not just the thermometer was left out in the sun, something like that happened. There's, they're actually forecasting that. That means the computer models, whatever, are saying that the conditions are favorable for such temperatures to be happening. So, And the forecasters are going along with it. So it's, it seems like it's very believable. Also, even last summer, the only thing they took away was the 130s, but the 120s were left there. So we have unbelievable heat. Very intense heat happening in Iran right now. We also have some very shocking temperatures that, again, are coming out of AccuWeather for places here in the U.S. It's difficult to find such things from the National Weather Service. In fact, you can't really find it. I have found cities which have hit 97 degrees. Minnesota seems to be the place where everything's happening. A lot of stuff are happening in Minnesota. It's definitely hit 97 degrees officially on Thursday in some areas of Minnesota. Today, it's difficult to tell whether the city, uh, the name of the city was, um, what was the name of the city? I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll have that later on. It just slipped my mind. But the city was, you know, AccuWeather again, they're reporting and some some ways to get the information from some apps reporting that it hit 98 in the city but the national weather service which uses the airport which is not actually located in the city they're using the airport as the official site just reports highs getting into the low 90s for today so we have uh, differences in the reports much larger than usual and i think that's due to the dryness of the air but here's another thing to point out is that there are places in Minnesota which also have have reached 70 degree dew points and very close to 70 degree dew points and it's just amazing that it's happening in Minnesota. These are Gulf Coast levels of humidity and much in the Midwest is not seeing that at all. I I wouldn't say no place but I'm tempted to say no place except Minnesota. You have places on the Gulf Coast. You have New Orleans, which is experiencing that. You know, New Orleans happens to be just to the south of a body of very warm water. This is in addition to the Gulf of Mexico. So no matter what 
wind direction, you know, it's very likely for the dew points to get very high in New Orleans, even when winds are not from the Gulf, when the winds are just from the north, because of this body of water that sits over New Orleans. There still were days last week where I know they were forecasting dew points to remain under 60 or even in the lower 60s, which could really shoot up those temperatures. So, one place, however, where it's very clear what's going on, well, it's not actually, but it's in San Juan, Puerto Rico. We actually have an excessive heat warning, which is in effect for places over there, and we have an excessive heat watch as well, in effect, for the later on this week. Temperatures are, so the part that's not clear is that when you actually look into it, the forecast does not reflect what's being said in the excessive heat warning, where they're saying heat indices between 108 and 117 is what's expected to happen. The forecast temperatures are lower 90s, really, 93 or so, with dew points in the mid-70s. That would bring you to dangerous uh, heat indices. That's true. Heat indices of 105 or so, but uh, this 108 to 117, or put it like this, that type of heat index, I guess, is not forecasted to happen at the official recording stations, but there are other areas which, I guess... Um, are being recognized as having very high dew points. I would imagine it's a dew point thing. You also have to realize we had a tropical storm, and a lot of times, a couple hundred miles away from a tropical storm, we tend to get an in, in increased sinking air, which produces compressional warming. I don't know if we have that over here or not, but it could be that that's bringing about higher temperatures as well. Perhaps temperatures are going into the mid-90s instead of the low-90s in places over there places like San Juan, Puerto Rico. We have an upside-down weather map. Here's the next thing. Something similar happened last June. You know, I just checked the temperature in Amarillo, Texas. The official temperature from the National Weather Service, Sunday afternoon, temperature 60 degrees, 6-0. So we have places in Minnesota which, whether it's 98 or not, that's debatable, but it is in the low 90s. We have 90s being reported in Minnesota. We have 90s being reported in many states, in Missouri. 90s being reported in Illinois. Many states, especially in the drought areas, which are Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, especially eastern Iowa. Maybe it's western Iowa as well. But this is where the drought is. And I have to tell you, this is a very fascinating weather map, which we've been speaking about uh, the past week. We spoke about last Sunday. It's a very fascinating fascinating weather map, and at the same time, if you're a TV meteorologist, you can calmly present the weather because things are generally speaking here in the Midwest, which is where we're focusing, things are generally calm. There is no dangerous heat over here. Things are warm. Outdoor enthusiasts are having lots of fun. We do have a drought which is occurring, and it's actually a rapid onset drought, which is not so good for the farmers, not so good for the Midwest Corn Belt. Most of the people watching the television are not so into the Corn Belt, let's say, but this is except for the potential of dust storms. So... But if you look at the synoptic setup that's producing all this weather, it's unique. You know, it's coming on north winds, east winds, we should say. It started off with southeast winds, east winds, northeast winds. 
This is a dome of heat. It's called an omega block. That's the weather pattern. We had something very similar a year ago. And it's where the Greek letter omega, I only know what the Greek letter omega looks like because of this omega block, the jet stream gets set up where it looks like an omega, where you have a trough on both coasts. That's where you have the jet streams making a dip on the west coast, making a dip towards the east coast. That's where we have all the low pressure over there. And we have major low pressure over in the Gulf of Maine right now, a storm system over there. Uh, so, and then right in the middle of the country, that's where the jet stream is making its big bulge upwards, northward into south central Canada. And every things stationary and that's where the heat builds what's unusual is just the situation just people are not used to at least i'm not used to i'm getting used to it of hearing with that the ridge of high pressure is centered in south central canada you know usually when we hear about high pressures moving in from canada we say cooler and drier air from canada will move in tonight or whenever it is we're in the middle let's say of a heat wave in the month of july temperatures are in the mid 90s with high humidity we'll say colder air from canada a high pressure system from canada is moving in but for these high pressure systems this ridge to be located in canada and to it be a associated with summer heat granted nothing dangerous but summer heat it's all in south central canada that's been happening last summer it happened i think a couple summer, it's been happening and it happens that's what we have right now the other thing is that the high pressure system just like a bermuda high sometimes expands westward and other times it doesn't you know weather usually goes from west to east but the air mass itself in the summertime we don't really have such a strong jet stream pushing things from west to east so we have this high pressure which like retrograde it, it kind of goes backwards and at times it goes all the way really west of us and when that's what's going to be happening this week actually it goes west of us especially this week tuesday and wednesday and then we're really under a north flow here in the chicago area tuesday and wednesday we're going to be getting a strong north east wind off of lake michigan now we've been having these winds off of the lake the whole time for days and days more than a week already actually just continuous winds off of the lake yet we had four consecutive days where the temperature hit 90 degrees or more at o'hare airport last week and temperature still managed to hit 87 degrees yesterday i will point out by the way the record high yesterday was set back in 1895 on the lake a high of 95 degrees so one would have to wonder what was that all about how hot was it back in 1895 the weather station was on the lake we haven't beat that despite the fact the weather station was by the University of Chicago, which is right next to the lake. Pretty amazing. And then today, you know, temperatures go back into the 80s. Winds are off the lake. But Tuesday and Wednesday, the winds increase in speed and they go down the full fetch of the lake. In fact, meteorologist Tom Skilling is saying places by the lake might see highs only in the 50s for Tuesday and Wednesday. And we have updated forecasts showing the cooler air with highs in the 70s across Chicago might even extend into Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then Friday, the warmer air returns. But it's all the same air mass. That's the thing. It's just this one air mass, and it just keeps moving. The question is, is it to our east? Is it to our west? Are we under the north flow? Are we under the east flow? Are we on the west flow? Where are we in relation to the air mass? 
I think the danger of this is the fact that we have wildfire smoke, which is building in Ontario, and it actually is making its way solidly into central Wisconsin, and even places further south than that, it's making its way into the Chicago area as well. And if we stay under the same air mass, so then this, you know, we have these air quality alert days, which have been continuous. It's continuous days, a number of days for many cities, an air quality alert. And I assume that's just going to continue because we're under the same air mass. That's what we're dealing with over here. Uh, But we have a slight chance for rain Monday night. Only a slight chance. Really, it's ideal drought conditions continue for the week. Pretty much uh, we have an extreme drought we already have on a scale of one to five it's a five for places in illinois uh, western illinois that's where we've also been seeing some serious heat with temperatures in the mid 90s probably a few upper 90s as well and that's because the sun is super efficient at heating dry ground and the dry air the sun heats the ground and the ground heats the air and as we know we've already seen one dust storm shockingly back on may 1st and one would think if this drought continues we would see an increase in dust storms but hopefully we won't see that and here in the midwest by the midwest corn belt we've covered a lot but really there's some brutal stuff that we have not covered in in a certain way it's the most amazing And that's as you head up to 60 degrees north latitude in Russia, temperatures yesterday. Now, again, this is from an AccuWeather, an AccuWeather weather station reports the high today was 98 in a town called, um, it's a four letter, okay, I'm going to get the town soon, but it was 98 today, 101 yesterday. So, but even if you... Forget about the AccuWeather or wherever they're getting their information from. If you go straight to the airport, so it still was very hot. It still made it into the mid-90s today and up to 99 yesterday. And there's only two airports around there. For many, many cities, therefore, the official readings for a bunch of cities are exactly the same. So I would tend to go with wherever these weather stations are coming going into AccuWeather, however they're getting their information, it's it's more localized. So in a certain way, they're getting more accurate information. But it's just amazing, these places which are so far up north, we're going to look at it. I'm going to look at, a, I have a way of, let's see what we say over here. Okay, so um, here's some of the, where do we have it? Um, It's Kurgan, Russia, K-U-R-G-A-N, Kurgan, Russia. We also have 90s occurring at 61 degrees north latitude in that area. And the airport for Kurgan, Russia is 115 miles north 
of Kurgan, Russia. So 115 miles north of Kurgan, Russia. Temperature hit 99 yesterday and mid-90s today. That's an official reading, I believe, because it's coming from the airport. The AccuWeather weather info is has yesterday Kurgan, Russia. Again, it's 115 miles south, hitting 101 degrees yesterday, 98 degrees today. High temperature today was 102 in China, 112 in three different cities in India, 78 in Norway. In Africa, 115 degrees. And again, in the world and in Asia, 126 degrees in Iran. Alaska got up to 71 degrees yesterday. We also, uh, as we ported, the 70-degree dew points was in Moorhead, Minnesota, M-O-O-R-E-H-E-A-D. And the Quad City Airport is where we're dealing with the serious heat around here. And Hector Airport is where we've seen several days of 90s. In fact, all over around here, we've seen four consecutive days in the 90s. Midway only got three consecutive days in the 90s. Wilson City, Missouri, and it was 96 today. That's again according to the AccuWeather. Diamond Bluff, Wisconsin. Now, this is even according to the official at an airport, too, 93 degrees. Cairo, Illinois, 95 degrees. And a few places in Minnesota. I know they were 97 degrees on Thursday, but we have information saying that Squall Lake, but Squall, spelled S-Q-U-A-W, was 97. But the National Weather Service does not, is, does not indicate that. So we'll leave it at that. Here's some of the really hot weather that's going on in this world. Turbat, Pakistan, T-U-R-B-A-T, Pakistan, today was 121 degrees. Elamora, Iraq, 122 degrees. We'll leave it at that for now. I know there is more to discuss. I know earlier today there was three inches of rain that fell in portions in the southern parts of this country, and they were expecting an additional three inches, which was something very intense. And we also have some computer models showing that 90s are headed towards the Arctic in northern Canada in about two weeks. We'll have to see what becomes of that. And we have the Solar Insulation Club uh, the Arctic, the June Arctic Solar Insulation Fan Club <laughs> could be getting very excited right now as we see the hot air develop in the month of June. It tends to make a, at least a quick visit to the Arctic. It's been doing this every year. I don't know how long it's been going on for, maybe just the past few years, maybe longer. Uh, I remember as a kid, temperatures going into the mid-90s in portions of Alaska, and we've been seeing it. So, uh, and we, we've already getting it pretty far up north already as of now. So, we leave off with that. I wish everyone a wonderful week. Have a, a great day. And again, for the local Chicago area, we're dealing with warm temperatures for Monday. It becomes cooler Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. 
things warm up again Friday. And at some point after that, it seems like there might be another cool shot of air for just a couple days. And I don't know what's going on next Shabbos. The computer models apparently are all over the place on that one. I wish everyone a great week and enjoy the wonderful weather that we have here in the Midwest. We now take you to the National Weather Service portion of this program, which will also include a lot of information about what's going on in our country right now. Actually, the National Weather Service segment is not working at the moment. Um, Hopefully, we'll get it working a little bit later. So we're just going to give a quick summary over here. We have severe thunderstorm warnings, which are being issued across the state of Florida, across the state of Virginia. We have severe thunderstorm warnings and flash flood watches and warnings going and flood warnings going over Texas, Nevada, Utah, Montana, and there are some other states as well. We have Idaho. And there was, uh, we also had some severe weather situation going on in Illinois as well by the Quad Cities. Some of these flood warnings have nothing to do with rain. Memphis, Tennessee has issued a flash, flash flood watch or something like that due to a dam that might be breaking. They're afraid that there's a dam that might be breaking and there's a similar situation taking place out west. So it's not because of heavy rains and many of the other flood warnings are due to heavy snow melt that's going on. We have in the Florida area, the main concern are the damaging wind gusts. We had one storm where there was a possible tornado that might develop, but there was no tornado warning in effect. And then throughout Texas, we've mentioned that there's been three to six inches of rain, temperatures down to 60 degrees in Amarillo, Texas. We've had one spot in Texas uh, where there was a severe thunderstorm warning with ping pong ball size hail. The only difference between the ping pong ball size hail and the quarter size hail, both of them damage roofs. But the difference is the ping pong ball size hail, the National Weather Service tells us, could also damage animals and people. And the quarter size hail doesn't. We spoke about, if this segment works, we spoke about why in Texas there would be larger hail because the air is colder aloft, even though the winds are the same. And in Florida, the air is not colder aloft. Uh, We have, um, I know there's more that we've mentioned, but you know what? Um, I got this done in two minutes and the National Weather Service segment, you're going to have to listen to uh, it's 20 some minutes so maybe it's good that it's not working maybe it's just not worth it and uh, and that's the story um, you, I think one of the things that stood out is just, you know, you hear about the flood stages of these different places and like flood stage 11 feet, flood stage 8 feet. Currently it's and then there's this one river uh, where it's it's something like 1,400 and some feet. Currently it's 1,400 and point something. It was just like it really stuck out a certain river that's 
I'm not used to hearing such large amounts, such of, but um, that was one thing that stuck out. And we also have air quality alerts in effect for many locations. Perhaps we've already mentioned this before about the excessive heat warnings that are going on over in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So we don't really have so many advisories. To, so many, you know, in the winter time, I'm used to looking at the number of different types of advisories, and I see them in the 30s. Today, I, I only see 25. But the ones that are there are very significant and they're strange. They're just unique, unique stuff to issue a flash flood warnings due to even though there's a drought. You know, the first when you first look at it, you're like, what's going on here? There's a drought here in the Midwest. How could there be these flash flood watches or warnings? Or, and it's due to a potential break in the dam. And the same thing out west. There's similar things happening. So that's some of what we spoke about in the uh, covered 22 minutes. And maybe it's not even worth it for that segment to work. Um, And we'll see whether that segment will be put in at all. So thank you for listening. I think the first segment will probably get redone and revised. And it will be shortened to... And maybe it won't, but (laughs) um, we'll leave it at, at that for now. So... Uh, thank you for your interest. Thank you for listening. And everyone enjoy your week and everything. You've been listening to the podcast, Weather with Enthusiasm. This trailer was updated at the very end of January 2023. We have two things going on. We have evaporative cooling and we also have dynamic cooling. And the two are coming together to produce a major snowstorm in the deep south. The only time you could blame cold air on climate change is when it's a result of the stratosphere warming, which is what causes all the Arctic air to come down south. The way to get a six-inch snowstorm here in the Midwest and in the Southern Plains has always been you need three ingredients. It's hard to believe the numbers that are being forecasted. Several additional feet of snow is expected by Monday morning. <gasps> yes! Hey, we have a special guest on our show. Uh, what is your name? Kitabis. 27.1 parametric pressure. Feet of snow are falling in Japan. Oh my gosh. That's a time of celebration. Just Google weather with enthusiasm and they're all going to come up.